big, big, big final hour of the show. Rowan Barrett going to join us in about 15 minutes time. General manager, Canada basketball, obviously big, big news coming out of that camp yesterday and the camp they're going to have getting ready for the World Cup coming up at the next uh, next month. That'll be in Indonesia. Jamal Murray headlining the roster there. But very, very happy to be joined by our next guest, Travis Sochik. A lot to get into at the in at this time with Major League Baseball. Teams coming out of the All-Star break. We're three weeks away from the trade deadline. and We've got some playoff races. Uh, Travis, really, really happy to have you join us. Thanks so much for taking the time. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing well. It's great to be with you. Yeah, always uh, always happy to uh, to stretch our legs uh, at this time of year, get a little deeper into uh, the tentacles elsewhere in, in baseball. Uh, the big story, obviously, let's not sugarcoat it. It's Shohei Otani. I think until we get clarity one way or another, the Angels definitively saying they won't trade him or we do, in fact, see him traded. It is going to continue to be the biggest story in baseball can you see a world where it makes any sense for the angels not to trade him? I know there's been some talk that maybe they don't want to, maybe they don't want to just hand him over to the Dodgers or the giants, but I can't see a world where it makes any sense for any organization to look at the package that you can get and would get for Shohei Otani and say, thanks, but no thanks. We're going to ride this out. Yeah. If it looks like they have, a very slim mathematical path to the postseason. I, I do think you have to explore uh, a package for him. <laughs> Even if you go down in history as the, the GM who traded Otani, it is a chance for, especially for an Angels farm system that isn't that deep for a, a team with an aging core. You know, Mike Trout uh, seems to be becoming more injury prone and still a great player, but down from his peak. It is the rare opportunity to, to flip uh, a player you don't have much remaining control over for probably a pretty substantial package. So uh, if the Angels, uh, I would think they as the deadline approaches, they're going to look at the reality of their situation, and it's unlikely for them to, to make noise, much noise in October and, and consider the packages available, which should be pretty rich. So the Diamondbacks are coming to town this weekend to take on the Blue Jays. And there's obviously a couple big Blue Jays former guys in the lineup with Lourdes Gurriel Jr. and Gabriel Moreno. But I'm just interested in how surprised you are by their successful season now that they're, I think they're tied with the Dodgers atop the NL West. I mean, how surprised are you to see this? Have they building, been building towards this? This is a nice story for the major leagues. Yeah, I, I don't think many folks had them, you know, potentially winning that division, but there were a lot of pe- people in baseball who really liked that the young court, Corbin Carroll, uh, Zach Allen, uh, and thought, you know, this is Alec Thomas and uh, Cattell Marte could possibly bounce back this year and thought, okay, they have a chance to, to be in an emerging team and compete for a wild card. So, yeah, if they can win the West, that'd be a surprise. But the fact that they're an emerging young team, I – I don't know that that's, I think that would, the expectation was they would arrive as a contender here in the next year or two. Uh, and of course, they've been helped by the trade they made with the Blue Jays, and uh, <laughs> we could get into that more. But, you know, Gary, Gary L's had a great year, and Moreno looks like uh, he's been up and down with the, with the bat, but uh, defensively, he's been excellent, and he's given them uh, a really good catching duo behind the plate. I think they're the number one ranked team in terms of stolen the differential between stolen bases 
you know, opponent reducing opponent steals and stealing bases themselves. So that, that's been one big advantage for them. They're a very athletic young team. Yeah, they, they certainly are uh, an athletic group, uh, bolstered, in fact, by one of the great athletes uh, in, in Gabriel Moreno, who uh, no longer a Blue Jay. As you mentioned, maybe they would uh, have a little bit of a do-over on their end uh, of, of that trade. You know, looking at the AL East, uh, I think a lot of people would have been shocked to find the Yankees at the, the second-to-last uh, place in it. What do you think the Blue Jays' path is here to a playoff spot to potentially that division? I mean, the Yankees, I don't think anybody expects them to kind of hang out in the portion of the standings they've been in we know what the Orioles have been able to do and then the Rays just always seem to find this with magic how do you kind of see the uh the AL East playing out the rest of the way here yeah yeah the Blue Jays picked the wrong time to try to you know, be, be peaking and contending as a team but you know, the Orioles uh, they're not going anywhere I mean they have uh they brought a lot of the the Astros folks over who built that and yes always that 17, 18, 19, Asher Zero will always be tainted by the sign stealing scandal. But that group really did make uh, the processes they put in place for player development advances and their, their scouting prowess. That was real. And a lot of the Orioles folks were involved in that. And they've sort of replicated it with probably some improvement in Baltimore. And we're seeing that with such an impressive young core coming together and more behind it in the minor leagues. So they're not they're not going anywhere for quite a few years. And of course the Rays are doing Rays things as they usually do. And uh, yeah, the Yankees, they, uh, you you can't lose Aaron judge, the depth behind uh, judge. And uh, it's kind of surprising. Look at some of the lineups they've been putting out where you're counting on Jake Bowers and and guys. So, uh, but yeah, it's a really tough neighborhood. So I think the blue Jays probably most likely path to a postseason. Uh, birth is a wild card, but it's you know, it's it's not going to be easy. It's a loaded division, and uh, <laughs> if they were in the AL Central, you know, that would that'd be uh, nice. Rob Banford, yeah, maybe would uh, Rob Banford sit over the All Star break? They're going to uh, look at expansion once they get the the Oakland, Las Vegas, and Tampa Bay stadium situations uh, figured out, and maybe the Blue Jays should uh, look at trying to form a Great Lakes division with the Tigers and Guardians and someone else and get out of there. I would like that a lot. Yeah, bit of a uh, bit of a better league there for them, uh, Travis. Uh, Travis, uh, thank you so much for taking the time. We really, really appreciate you uh, jumping on with us, and uh, enjoy your Friday. Oh, no problem. Great to be with you guys. Uh, there he goes. Travis Sajic, MLB writer at The Score, co-author, The MVP Machine. Yeah, that, that would be nice. little realignment. Well, Tigers, uh, blood rival, that no, would work for you. Honestly, they just—they probably would just get good. That's the thing with baseball, man. Like cyclical. You know, you can ask about if you want. It's the thing with any sport, like all yep. oh, realignment. But the the whole thing with sports is that stuff gets better, stuff gets worse. But I, the thing is with the Orioles and that's the problem. They're good for the next ten years. Yep. And they're like the crazy thing is has how far ahead of the Jays they are now mm-hmm. in terms of. They have how many young studs on their roster and, and how many young studs coming. Yep. coming up? Jackson Holiday. Yep. This is the heartbreaking thing that maybe we don't really want to talk about on a Friday right okay. before the Jays are about to get started again. <laughs> but the Jays' best chance was 2021. Yep. When they got really hot in September, mm-hmm. when they had Simeon on that team. Oh, yeah. When they were just, they were a absolute juggernaut. They mm-hmm. were unstoppable. And they just played so poorly early in the year. That was and they it. They blew so many stupid games, mm-hmm. like so many. And that's when you look back. Like, like 
that season was the ultimate season for me of when you talk about early in the season. It's like, ah, it's early. It's who early, cares? It's early. Who cares? You should. It, yeah. Like, how many games did that, but before they got Simber, before they had such a bad bullpen, yep. they like Joel Pyamps oh, trying yeah. to close games out. Oh, like, yeah. it was not pretty. And if they had to won one extra game, I, I also think, I mean, you can go back and the games they lost, but yep. Marcus Simeon just makes a simple throw to first base. And yeah. He doesn't bounce it. Then. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe don't blame him, though. But no, no. Like, he I was know great. What you're he was the MVP yeah. candidate. Yeah. Okay. I won't blame him. Okay. Just saying. But maybe. If they make the playoffs that year, I legitimately think they might have won the World Series. They were the hottest team in the league. They yep. had the best offense. Their pitching staff was humming. Like, they were a really, really good team then. And I just kind of feel like they've been. Over the last couple of years, maybe not so much the year before, but this year they've just really neutered the offense by trading away Guriel and mm-hmm. Hernandez, and the, the just feels and like Kirk off and yep. it just doesn't feel like it's as dangerous of a team. And they were just so dangerous there, and that was the year Vladdy was hitting but the 40 rotation, bombs. But the rotation's better now. Yeah, I know. Like I know. It's, it's tough, right? This is why. And the thing you say, and I think you're right. Baseball is cyclical. I mean, we just look at that again, the, the quote unquote, putrid AL central. Cause it is uh Royals won a world series, white Sox. They've been there. Like it, these things are cyclical. The difference being though, is that in the AL East, I think there, there are three things that are certain until proven. Otherwise the rays are always going to be there. Some way, somehow, spit, guile, try hard, yeah. bubble gum, who knows? They'll yeah. find a way. Yeah. And the Yankees and Red Sox are going to spend money, yeah. so they should be competent. Yeah, maybe not the Red Sox. Then maybe not the Red Sox. This is fair. Yeah. They've said no thanks to Mookie Betts. They, <laughs> they actually let, paid Rafi. They let the best player in the I, league walk I'm, away. Wow. I'm genuinely, I'm genuinely floored. They paid Rafi Devers. I thought that's who the Jays had circled as their uh, third base Matt Chapman replacement forever. Genuinely floored that they paid him. But Yankees are going to spend money. Rays are going to be the Rays and the O's with what they've got now and what's in the farm system, they're not going away anytime soon. So for at least the next half a decade, it's going to be another bloodbath of a division year after year, year after year, year after year. You're basically hoping on the Red Sox to continue going about this way. And again, them being this disaster of a franchise, which for them, they have been for the past handful of seasons, still five games over 500. Yeah. And I guess, it's just, you know, the, there's probably teams in the West that are like, I'd like to be in the Central. It's just the Central. Yes. It's the Centrals in both leagues, right? Like, the Yeah, Central. but even even the Central, I mean, the Brewers, they've had solid teams. The Cubs, World Series yeah. champs, right? Like, these things are cyclical. It's just the Central is, this, the difference is, is that in your East and West divisions in both sports, you have big money teams that will spend. And in the Central, there are teams that occasionally spend money, but it is always going to be a, is it your year year in that division? And when it's not, those teams just get out of Dodge. They remove themselves from the equation. The Detroit Tigers, who are a genuinely awful baseball team. Third in their division. Are... (laughs) 11 games under 500 and they're five and a half games back of the, the division lead. That's a joke. That's like, that's borderline. Yep. Like, like the competition committee has yep. got to get in on this. That's insane. And they like, did. They unbalanced the schedule because wow. they knew it was nuts. I think I, I actually do think or that rebalance. Sorry. They should just go to and like conferences. Like AL. My dream, my dream is it's just like AL and NL and it's just like top eight gets in. Like you play everybody the same amount of time, just like NHL schedule. Like I know that takes away from the history of the game and division titles and all that stuff. But like, if I, you're asking me what's fair versus what I would like to see, they're two very different things. I can't explain why 
I just think the division matters so much in baseball. The only one I think it matters more in, or I don't even know and if by it the way, does. Not top eight. It would it's, be top six. Right, 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 right. No, no. Yes, that's how it works. Yes. Yes. Four wild cards yeah. or seven because we have the, the or no three wild cards three divisions. How does how does playoff baseball? Yeah, I know we do this. Again? We do this literally every <laughs> single year. year at this time. <laughs> well, no, last year at at hockey we were having beers in the parking lot after, and we were legitimately like. Okay, what's all the format? Of, all of us watch baseball every day. We're like, so how does the playoffs work again? We're Is like, it a best of five, a best God. of four? What's going on? Yeah, we will. Uh, we will have this conversation uh, going going forward. Yeah. Uh, another conversation we're going to be very very happy to have in just a second here. Uh, going to talk to Rowan Barrett, general manager for Canada Basketball. Again, the massive massive news coming out yesterday. Uh, the roster being unveiled for the FIBA World Cup and we oh, do yeah. have him on the line Beautiful. right now. Very very happy to welcome in Rowan Barrett General Manager Canada Basketball. Uh, weird thing to say when you put a bunch of names on a sheet of paper but congratulations Rowan. What a big day it was yesterday. I sound sarcastic but I mean it honestly. Uh, massive massive day for basketball in our country. Congrats. Yeah, no thank you uh, and thanks for having me on guys. Uh, Lots of work, as you can imagine, in the background, uh, you know, to make to make this happen. But uh, I always breathe a little bit easier when I see everybody healthy and running up and down the court. So <laughs> yeah, uh, hope yeah, I'll be holding a vigil here for the next uh, couple of weeks until everybody gets to camp. You're, you're talking to two guys who uh, who believe in luck way too much. We will be doing anything we can. Uh, vigil, lighting a candle, saying a prayer, anything we Ro- can. Rowan, I'll wear the same socks from now until yeah, then. Just to keep everybody uh, uh, healthy. Uh, you know, obviously the big name that, that we saw commit yesterday, it shouldn't come as too much as a surprise because it's not like he hasn't shown up before, but Jamal Murray, I mean, fresh off the year he had, uh, fresh off the injury recovery that he had, what does it mean to the program to get somebody like that to commit and again I don't want to make it just about him there's a ton of talent on this team but I do feel like for a lot of people that that was the headliner no I think it's huge I mean I think a a guy like Jamal in your roster brings confidence uh even greater confidence uh to to your team um just because of his one now his experience obviously the winning um but uh the 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 ability and the guts of the game you know to, to make plays um, that that you need, uh, you know, knowing that you have a guy that it doesn't seem like there's a stage that's too bright, uh, you know, for him um, to 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 raise uh, his level. And, and to your point, we saw him back in 2015 in the Pan Am Games at 18 years old playing against men. You know, he had 22 points in the fourth quarter in overtime <laughs> to beat the USA. I mean, it, it it almost seems like he's hoping that the game is close so that he can just detonate on the game in the fourth quarter. You know, and so I think when you get a guy like that in the fold. Uh, definitely brings more and more confidence to your team. So, Rowan, how much of this, you know, getting all these incredible names together was momentum? Like, how much was it that you were asking Jamal Murray and then you're asking Shay and you're asking all these guys, and like, oh, that guy's going, that guy's going. Like, how much of this was sort of like a snowball rolling down a hill in terms of getting different guys to commit? No, you know, I think the first thing is, you know, we we, we decided to change courses on how we, uh, how we operated. Okay. Right? And one was to demand commitment over a certain amount of time as opposed to an indefinite amount of time for 10 to 15 years. It's like, look, we've got three years here, guys. We've got the World Cup and we've got the, the Olympics, you know? Yep. Let's commit for this amount of time. And, um, and and I think that was one, you know, big thing. I think players knowing also that our pool of athletes is growing and, um, you know, them wanting to be a part of it, you know? And, and I think lastly, uh, not, nothing happens unless the players want it, right? Like, this is their program. Uh, look, I might be the GM here, but... It's their program. It, 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 it moves forward when players decide, I want my country to win. 
You know, I want my country to be there in the thick of it. Um, you know, that's when you start to see, right, Shay and Jamal and RJ and guys that just jumped up right from the beginning, you know, and said, I'm in, you know, um, and, and, and Dylan Brooks and, and, and everybody else. And obviously you have your stalwarts like Kelly Olenek, who's there every single time he can be, you know, Dwight Powell and, and everybody else who gets stored. And so it's, uh, I, I don't know how much of it was a C kind of slowly coming along as much as, you know, there's responsibility, I think, um, in, these, in these men. Um, wanting to see our country move forward, and, and this is our time. Yeah, and you're talking about the buy-in from the players, and of course that's where it all has to come from, but what does it say about, maybe it says something about the buy-in from the players, maybe it says something about the strength of the program right now, that, I mean, we had a coaching change within the last handful of weeks here, uh, maybe a month ago if I'm if I'm getting my dates correct. What does it say about the program that, you know, the new coach in, in Jordy Fernandez was able to get everybody to buy-in, be on the page, you know, I know some of the, or I, I won't speak for you, I imagine some of the decisions on him being the guy with some of the relationships he had with the players what does it say about the spot the program's in that there was a coaching change and you still see this much commitment yeah i think it's culture right and i think it's exactly kind of like i laid it out is the players are taking responsibility and saying i want my country to win i'm not going to allow you know somebody to come and trample on our flag and and i think that when 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 this is the mindset when you're when you're when you when you're in your, your NBA team and you're in the locker room, like you don't want to hear the Spaniards, you know, and 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 the, and the Slovenians and, and the French, you know, and everybody talking about what they did in the summer and, and what they're going to do to you, you know. Totally. You, you want you want to be able to say, look, hey, we're going to be here in force, you know, you know, you, you know, you have to go through me to do that. And I think that you're seeing that more with our guys, and so even through a coaching change. You know, our guys have a vision for what they want for themselves, what they want for their country. And, uh, you know, as I said, you know, this is our time. Just from a from a basketball perspective, and again, I, I don't want to I don't want to make this about one or two players, but I think everybody, when they look at the strength of this team, is going to say that's not a good NBA backcourt in Shea and Jamal. Yeah, that an is elite. an all NBA backcourt in in those two. Uh, just from a team building perspective, and again, I'm not talking about the the guys you've asked or the guys that have commitment or have committed, but what does it do to the rest of the roster when you're able to start with a building block like the backcourt that you have there? Yeah, look, I, I think our backcourt, you know, should be able to be competitive with anybody in the world, um, you know, for sure. But I also think we have a number of other positions that uh, I'm sure many countries would love to have, uh, you know, in, in their teams as well. Uh, but, I, you know, I think that no matter what, uh, this is not an all-star team. You know what I mean? Like, we, we've got to build the best team, and, and we've got to get everybody buying in and coalescing together, right? And that means some people might not have the same role that they have all the time, you know, in their own environment. Uh, you know, you, you know, this might not be a situation where you're coming in to take 25 shots in a game, you know. We might have to share it around a little bit and, and see there's a game that, you know, once they see one guy just trying to key and trying to take over all the time, they stifle you. Like you are forced to play together. And so for me, I think that's our biggest question, right, is, is, is making sure that we're all on the same page, that we're accepting our roles, um, and that we're putting the best team on the floor, not the best team of NBA players, but the best Canadian team that we can put on the floor. And that might also include some guys from the winter windows, you know, um, that, that play for us, guys that are playing overseas. Uh, look, somebody's got to set the screen. I mean, if Jamal's going to shoot it, somebody's got to set the screen, <laughs> right? And, and, if somebody, and if he misses, we've got to get the rebound, right? Somebody's got to muck it up and stick their nose in there and get dirty if somebody's trying yeah. to come off to shoot a bunch of threes. Seems like you've got a couple of those guys. 
yeah, somebody's got to get up underneath them and let them know it's not going to happen today. And so you have to have a mixture within your team to make the best team, and that doesn't always necessarily mean it's all the best players. Um, you got to make the best team to give ourselves the best chance to win. Yeah, I mean, just a couple of things you, you mentioned there. I mean, the again, I, I keep going back to Jamal and Shea. I think a lot of people do. But the two other names that jumped out to me just from a tournament basketball perspective, and I know you know I mean this as a compliment, I could not imagine anything more annoying than playing both Dylan Brooks and Lou Dort in a, in a tournament. They're like One of them would be annoying enough. The idea mm-hmm. that, and again, I'm not coaching for you or, or Fernandez, the mm-hmm. idea of you throw them out there together, super annoying. You can have one of them out there pretty much the whole game. Uh, it does mm-hmm. give you guys. A, a lot of options in that regard and I love what you're saying there about the idea of not just building an all-star team and you know again the, the names that two names that jumped out at the bottom uh, of the list I saw were the Scrub Brothers right you want to talk about guys who have been with the program forever when it was far far different names than this on there it's just it's it's great to see Rowan absolutely I mean I think if you're going to win in FIBA there's some sandpaper needed uh, and uh, you know I can remember playing with Steve uh, you know, Nash back in the day when we were going to the Olympics. And, and look, at some point in a game, when a team realizes, okay, they can't stop what you're doing, the game gets physical, right? It gets physical and somebody's trying to, you know what I mean? They're trying to take you out of the air or they're trying to, you know, they're trying to get in there, trying to hurt you. And look, you, you need somebody in your team that's going to say, look, I mean, hey, bring him to my side. Rowan, bring him over to my <laughs> side, right? So that I can touch him up a little bit, right? So that we can even out the physicality in the game. You know, all of those kinds of things are going to be, uh, you know, relevant. You know, as we as we go to play, there's going to be tactics. There's going to be, uh, you know, passion. There's going to be all these things. But there's going to also be some rough stuff. And, and you're going to need some sandpaper if you're going to. And if not, they'll just run right through you, right? Mm-hmm. They'll run right over you. They'll, they'll, the word will get out quickly. You can out-physical this team. Um, we are not going to build a team, you know, that you can run through. And so, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're ready. Um, obviously, the coach... You know, a, a large part of the job uh, is done in bringing all the, the players into the storehouse here and, and uh, you know, with, together with our coaching staff and uh, with Jordy and with David Blatt and, and the group and the crew, we're going to, uh, you know, work to pick the best team that we believe can weather the storms um, of these tournaments and be ready to come back and hit you, you know, game after game after game. So, Rowan, I just want to ask you before I let you go here about the, one of the names that people obviously were looking for when it came out, and Andrew Wiggins. I just would like to know what the conversations were with him, the absence here uh, for, the, for the World Cup. What were the conversations like with Andrew Wiggins before this tournament? Yeah, I think that, um, you know, we, we, with, that, with Andrew, clearly anybody watching with two eyes could see this was a tumultuous year for him, right? He missed a significant amount of time um, away from his NBA team. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, uh, you know, had some real challenges there to deal with, and then, you know, kind of topped it off in the end with with an injury. You know, with his with his uh, with his ribs, and you know, it's always challenging um, to work with an athlete and their NBA team, especially when they're finishing the season with an injury. Um, uh, you know, they usually like to see them coming back healthy. Uh, you know, before they're they're going on the floor to to, to play. Uh, you know, with their country and that. So you know, that was always going to be a challenge. Um, you know, but again, I think for us right now, our focus was to work with the players that have committed for this squad, right? That have been there, that understand the changes that we've made, understood where we wanted to go systematically. And uh, those players are uh, in the fold and our focus will remain, you know, on those players that are, that are in the fold.
So I, I don't want to belabor the point because, again, I was, I was very cognizant of the fact when talking about this that I knew Wiggins was going to be a big topic. But I think the big news is the guys who are here, and we don't need to focus on that. But I think a lot of people would hear that answer, and then the natural follow-up would be, is the door closed for 24 and the Olympics? You know, another name and note, Benedict Mathurin, obviously pretty big uh, NBA season for him. I'm not asking you to definitively state one way or another, but is the door still open for those guys for 2024, despite a should this summer go uh, the way you want, despite them not being part of the, the World Cup tournament? I think continuity, continuity and cohesion is our focus, right? And I think, you know, it's really difficult if a team goes ahead and qualifies for the Olympics uh, to, to come in the next year and say, okay, hey, you're out. Now we're going to put somebody else in. You know, I think that's a, that's a very difficult thing to do. That being said, things happen, right? People get injured. You know, you know different things happen um, where, where there could be openings, right? If there's if there's an uh, impact to the roster um, in, in some way. But I, I think, as I shared, for us, you know, our focus right now is these guys that have committed. And, uh, look, I mean, with, with or without, you know, these players uh, that you're speaking to, our, our focus is to win. And um, I, I think a number of years ago, we embarked on this understanding this could be a challenge. We wanted to move away from being a country that, you know, if one or two players don't play in a summer, uh, we just don't have a chance to compete. You know, we wanted to move past that. And so we put a lot of time into developing these young players and building our team and building our system to a place that we can miss one player. We can miss two players, you know, and still put together a team that can compete in the world. We can't just not choose to compete because we miss a player, you know? And so thankfully we've done that. Um, we've built um, uh, a group um, of players that we can choose from. And look, I mean, you know, <laughs> When you have 20-plus NBA players, you know, the other thing is if everybody did come and everybody was here and everybody was committed, we have, we'd have to cut some players, <laughs> right? Like we might have to cut double-digit NBA players, right? Crazy. And so then, then, then your question would be, well, 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 why did we cut that guy? <laughs> you, know, you know, why were we thinking about that? You know, so there'll, look, there'll always be some sort of question. I think our focus is to work with the guys we have committed and uh, make this the best team that we can to go forward and achieve the goal. A little less than 42 days uh, before the World Cup starts. Uh, again, what an awesome day it was for Canada basketball. I hope there's a lot more awesome ones coming in the month of August. I uh, cannot wait for that tournament. And we will both be up. I'm making my co-host promise oh, right up. now. We're getting up I'm at up. 4 a.m. to watch those games. Ron. Awesome, awesome, guys. Thanks Congrats, man. Support. Yeah, there, you. there he goes. Uh, Rowan Barrett, general manager, Canada basketball. Also, Canada basketball dad, yeah. RJ, on yeah. the team. I think RJ has to go. <laughs> be, be a t- that'd be a tough sell that uh, i don't know be like it'd be like me trying not to come back home for like a, a barbecue in the summer like you don't understand all the boys are going to cabo hey, hey. I, you got your mother wants to see you no obviously uh very very well deserving player in his own right on the team uh love love everything Rowan. can rome bear it no no well i guess this is naturally shade no shade of brad for living can rome bear be the leafs gm he basically gave the Brian Burke speech in the middle of it. We're going to want pugnacity and yeah. toughness and truculence. Yeah, but love, that, love, love that from him. But he's right. That's the one of the most underrated things about basketball and international basketball specifically. Scrappy, chippy. You're playing against those teams and like those boys just are grinding. You. It's the it's the uh, it's the Nikolai Jokic clip of like, is he effective? I played in Serbia, brother. Yeah, it is a, a different it's a different animal. And like, it's just you need guys that aren't afraid of that contact. I do worry about Dylan Brooks. Like poking the bear? 
No, not even poking the bear. Because like, he did. He poked LeBron. Yeah, saw that, that was one. bad. Yeah, that was, went really bad. Really bad. <laughs> oh, that, there was that was that uh, that might have been that was like on the Mount Rushmore of moments. I was like, uh, we don't need to talk about where he's yeah, born. Yeah, no, yeah. no, I know. I was not. I didn't enjoy. Didn't that. like that. But weren't I, into that. No. I think if you go into this tournament, that they'll be able to talk to him. And be like, hey, man, you're not shooting as much as yeah. you do in the NBA. You're not oh, doing yeah. this. Like, you are coming here. As a penalty kill guy, yeah. quote unquote, like you're coming <laughs> here, Mopey, baby. you're coming here to get in the guy's grill, play hard defense, yep. you know, make game changing plays, get the ball going the yep. other way, kind of thing, as opposed to just like being a shooter, a score. Just plus pretend that. you play defense for Duke. A lot of slapping the floor, a yeah, lot of yeah, arms yeah. out. That's but what between we want. him and the torture chamber. The torture chamber. You never heard that? I have somehow had. Oh heard yeah, that the torture chamber is a thing. Like, stay away from that. That is not going to be any fun for opposing guards, and that's what you need. All these like European squads. Imagine the, they, how unfun it is if you're an opposing guard. Uh, go check Shea Gilgis Alexander, and then have Lou Dort put you but, in the torture chamber. Well, I watch like every time I watch international, ba- international basketball, I'm like, who's this? Guard for Slovenia, who's and the best guy I've ever seen? Ever seen. How like, good was Thomas Sadoransky <laughs> oh for God. Czechia? It's like, like France. Who's France's point guard? Is it still Tony Parker? It, it He's like unbelievable still. It's 50, just, just like as uh, soon as you get these. Carrying like, a glass of Bordeaux down the court. I guarantee Brazil's guard is just the nastiest dude ever. <laughs> like they've played together their whole lives and they just are so gritty. And you need a guy that's going to stand in there and stand in his face and get in there. Obviously, you have. You need your Kyle Lowry you type have, is well, what you need. You need scoring. Yep. But you got Jamal, it. Jamal Murray's not going to back down from no. anybody. He's God, in no. people's grill. He's a, you know what he likes to do. Shea Gildress Alexander is the perfect international guy. Long, lanky, so big, good yeah. passer, like good around the rim. Like yep. he's perfect for it. Olinick, a skilly oh, big, yeah. which you I want to love this squad. Yeah. Like I'm telling you right now, love is not a strong enough word for it. I might even get a jersey. Like Ooh, I'm here for I've it. I've never loved our jerseys. Like I never thought we've nailed them. No, we haven't. And I don't think I love the ones that they have now, but I would love to get like a, a Lou Dort. Canada I picked the jersey. wrong day. I had that, like my Canada basketball shooting shirt on yesterday. That, must, that might, that might be like the biggest uh, Coachella jersey ever. No, is Lou Dort we'll, Canada? no, Will Lou said it. Uh, it's Oshaga for, for that. Oh, That's right, Oshaga right, right, jersey. Right. That's yeah. an Oshaga jersey. Yeah. Very, very but much is. It's just like, you can hear the ins- excitement in Rowan's totally. voice. Totally. Right? And like, I feel bad asking about the guys who aren't no, there. No, you have to. But I'm not going to not ask about yep. Wiggins, and he's right. A little bit of it. How about me putting the screws to him? Great job by you. Journalist. But like, you know, you know, rib injury. Like, oh, I can't heal it in six months. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. No, I mean, come on. Like, I, listen, I wasn't going to say that to Rowan. Like, yeah. hey, I mean, the ribs, do they heal yeah. in six months? Yeah. But. They Given everything the, that happened, and the like, guess what? RJ that. will give you a just fine. Totally, Andrew Wiggins impression. impersonation. Just, yeah, pretty. He'll be really good at it. AKA maybe better. Yeah. So there you go. And Mathurin is another guy who he is. He's one of that kind of next generation, right? That's the that's the most important thing you can have for a country like Canada is kind of the melding of your your generations. Mm-hmm. This is all kind of the same yeah. class for the most part, but Mathurin, RJ, they yeah. represent the kind of next wave and you need it you need it to happen. You need waves to build on top of each other. That's how you become a great uh, basketball power and yeah, I would expect that that's a tough conversation to have with. I'm just going to pick on two guys who have the same last name, the Scrub Brothers. Yeah, the Scrubs. They I have a feeling they might be playing TLC uh, when Ben Thurin and uh, Andrew Wiggins start waltzing onto the court in Paris next year because they don't want no scrubs. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, you don't think they'd make space? I don't know if they would. Like, depends I, how it goes. It'd be different. It'd be different to well, me because the problem is is that these aren't guys. 
you just put in, right? You change, to, change the whole thing. to Rowan's point. It's yeah. not an all-star team, right? Mathurin's coming in yeah. to shoot, but to the, handle the ball. Well, the thing is to me— Same with Wiggins. It'd be different if Wiggins was there every time they called, and exactly. this was the one time he wasn't. He couldn't, but— He doesn't really pick up the call a whole lot. He has not. Lot, so. Traditionally, no. So that's the part, to me, that would be like, if I'm Rowan, I'd be like, oh, well, we just, well, we just qualified with a six starting lineup, and, you know, first of all, like— my son plays in your position. <laughs> he played great, <laughs> and we qualified. You know, it's like, I don't know, man. I, I can see a world where he doesn't get in. Well, and this is the old, like, I realize that, uh, you know, maybe this is too lofty a theory, mm. but is this the is this the Bill Simmons-Ewing theory potential for, sure. for Canada basketball, right? Of well, no- I mean, that that would be that would play more if they don't have, like, all their best players yeah. ever. Other than him? <laughs> yeah. Other, other yeah. than him, yeah. yeah. Uh, awesome to hear it again. Uh, so 41 days, 21 hours, 26 minutes, and 19 seconds until wow. the uh, World Cup of basketball gets going in Jakarta, Indonesia. So uh, good luck there. Uh, again, 4 a.m. game times, we will be up. Grinding just like Lou Dort and Dylan Brooks are probably <laughs> screaming in the face and clapping of uh, some guy who does not play in the NBA. I actually cannot wait to start my day with that. Coffee golf is pretty good. It's the, exact, it's the exact opposite vibe. I'm just like, oh, yeah, look at that. Nice little chip from Justin Thomas. By the Ooh. way, Rory teed off, just teed off. Did he? Yeah, he just teed off. Oh, I think 8.15 he teed I off. Thought I, was gonna, I really thought that was a 10.15 our time thing, and I was going to be able to get home on the couch and no, watch all of my off. boy. That's yeah. okay. He's going to play great, just like he did yesterday. Uh, so, again, Awesome day for Canada basketball. Uh, go to sportsnet.ca. Grange, great write-up on everything there. Can give you the particulars of what they need to do. Uh, long story short, they got to be the second-best team of the Americas because America is going to be the first-best team out of them. You gave us shock the C-Squad. the world, baby. Yeah, hey, I would love to see it. I would love God, to see it. God, that's a good C-Squad. R.J. Barrett shocked the world, right? When he, yeah. was, uh, when he was at the U18s in Cairo, one of my great memories of him. I'm not going to pretend to have a whole lot of others, but that we, is definitely one of them. We beat them in soccer which mm. everyone thought was impossible. We beat them in soccer in our, on our home field. We yep. tied them there. That's true. You were there. Shock the world, baby. Oh, and actually, I'm happy Austin told us about this. I meant to get this in in the first oh. block of the show. Oh. If you want success, mm. you come on the Fan Morning Show. Oh, With us no. specifically. Now, Rowan Barrett just put together an awesome squad, and we will still consider this the fan morning show bump when they do great at the World Cup uh, two months from yes, now, basically. Yes. Somehow that still counts for us. But Bo Van Pelt came on with us yesterday, despite the fact that he was pe- competing in a PGA Tour event that day to give us hot Rory opinions. He was excellent. Excellent. Again, I told you, Austin knows golf, got us a couple of great golf guests yeah. yesterday. And now he's T eighth at the Barbasol. What did he shoot yesterday? Uh, I believe he was a sixty six. I believe you got to you got to go baby. low. You got to go low. That'll play. That'll work. So uh, hey, I'm just saying. Any uh, even if you're not a professional golfer, you're just a radio guest who who's going to play a little. <laughs> maybe you come on with us, get a little bump. Maybe uh, maybe you get that career low score. All right, grinders. It's can anybody beat? Can anybody beat the wet pit from yesterday? <laughs> we got one guy that's come pretty close. I'm gonna make Sam McKee read it because I'm a little scared to uh, get in your grinder text. Let us know. Also, anything else you want to talk about? Uh, do you remember the great topic you stumbled upon earlier in the show? And you said we should have done this on Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, this was hobby horse take. Your hobby horse take. Sports. Well, it was like sports conspiracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can only think of one, but I have to think in the break. Okay, we'll have to think of some more in the break. Get your text in five ninety five ninety. 20 minutes left before we're officially into our Friday morning show continues here on Sportsnet. Five down to the fan. 
Dive deep into Toronto sports and the NFL. The JD Bunkus podcast. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I know the pandemic has altered my brain because this always sounds like it's Pfizer again to me, Uh, but it's not. It's Friday again. Sam McKee, Brent Gutting here, fan morning show. You have got yourself standing. Yeah. Back is tight. Yeah, Just wanted my, to stretch the no. gams out. What's going on uh, here? I know we're not going to use this for the camera. Maybe, what, what if I said the most profound thing I've ever said in my life? I would do the whole show standing if I could. Some, a lot. I mean, this is super inside the business. When I was at radio broadcasting school at yeah. Humber College, a lot of people said, stand up, do it. Gets the diaphragm yeah, yeah. open. You yeah. can project. You're a little, uh, this is actually. Am I making you uncomfortable? No, not at all. This is more <laughs> of a tip for you is yeah. just like it wakes you up. Yeah. So maybe you shouldn't do the last block of the show standing. I should do the first block. You should block. do the first block but of the show standing. we've done videos from our first block the last couple of days. So. I've got to say. Boy, people were mad about that new Ender trade. They did not like it. I got they did not like it. hate mail. So I went, I actually, I'm disgusted with a little friend group I got. Sometimes I put out the bat signal to them. You know, you like to workshop a take. Yeah, yeah. And I was throwing out trades and I just, I'm like, hey, what do we think? I know mm-hmm. these probably aren't there. I just got thumbs down to all of them, except for my will never happen trade of uh, Nylander for Mo Sider. That oh, was the only yeah, one. They're yeah, like, we'll oh, would do. Yeah. Can I go, can I go thumbs I forgot up? about that one. And the exclamation. Good thing we didn't put that one on socials. Well, no, look, I came to the mic saying, I know this is unfair. Tell me how much. There was a workshop idea that was not my hardcore yeah. proposal. There's a reason it was the last one I gave. I, I thought that the fact that everyone on both sides was calling me a dumbo yeah. made it at make least it, plausible. That's good. I I still I still don't I still think you're asking for a lot for Lafreniere for basically Cali Yarncroke and Nick Robertson. Yeah, that's a oh, lot. Yeah. I was asking a lot. Yeah, I'm a I'm a Leafs guy. Okay, <laughs> I'm not gonna knock you for it. I just uh, you know if but you're there's gonna, a lot of people saying Rangers hang up, and I was surprised by that. I, yeah. Rangers do hang up because they don't want to just give you Alexi Lafreniere for nothing. Uh, I think they would listen. They'd have a meeting. They would listen to the body of that trade that I gave out. Yeah. That was just, uh, I always forget which one is there. Coleman, right? No. Col- no like, good, good. Oh, yeah. Barkley Goodrow. <laughs> yes, okay. I always forget. They're, yeah, they're, the, same, they're yeah, the same yeah. guy. They played for Tampa. Yeah. They both they went were, to respect. They were 100 teams. million over the cap. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, I'm very much uh, here, here for that. So, so you threw out. Oh, yeah. You want me to read it? Yeah, go ahead. We asked for the sports conspiracy theories mm-hmm. and your hobby horse take. I couldn't have asked for a better one from Nolan Etobicoke. Sports conspiracy. No Canadian team has won the Stanley Cup since Gary Bettman has been the commissioner. Oh, can we get a... Ooh. He doesn't Sam, Sam man hates when you throw a drop request on him at the very last minute. He doesn't uh, have it. I'll just do it for you. Uh, I love that because yeah. it's just a factual I was just gonna truth. Say, it's our conspiracy... Conspiracy theory. Cons- oh, no. He clipped yes, that. Yes. No. Conspiracy theory. They sell milk in a bag in Ontario. It's just a fact. It's just a true thing. Now, you can love it as much or as little as you want. You can yeah. think it's happenstance. Yeah. You can yeah. think it's just one of those things. Or you could think like me. There's maybe a little more to it than that. Where are you at on that one? Well, I think <laughs> hockey's a weird game. Okay. Literally frozen rubber on ice. Yeah, it's it's a hard one to predict. And I think 
it's, it's why it's why the spread in ho- every hockey game is, is one, uh, and a half. one and a half. Yeah, <laughs> I just I don't think there's a way to rig it like there is other sports. Okay, like I think it's by far the hardest sport to rig. Don't you think? Uh, I'm well. I'm just gonna now. This goes against this specific conspiracy yes. theory, but. If I was going to rig it for somebody, I would probably give them four out of like seven first overall picks, including the greatest talent to come out of his generation. I'd probably do that. Oilers? But that, yeah, that yeah. goes against the conspiracy yeah, yeah, theory because yeah. why would they want to they do could've, that? They could have rigged it for the Leafs. Well, and they, they always should have. They always should have. Yeah. They really should have. They really should have. Everybody, literally everybody would have been happier. Yeah. I would have been happier. Gary would have been happier. I would have been happier. Let me tell you who else would have been happier. <laughs> Connor McDavid. 97 yeah. cruising around in a different blue and white. He would have been happier too. Uh, yeah, I do kind of uh, kind of believe that one. Okay. This is, we can buy milk in a plastic bag. You can buy mustard in a plastic bottle. You can buy your salad in a plastic bag, but you can't get a plastic bag to carry them home in. What is that? Oh, okay. That's yeah. not a conspiracy that's theory. Just, again, just that's just follow. true. You're just, okay. You're, you're just doing, I, I really thought you were just doing a Mitch Hedberg joke on the air. It's like what I thought was this happening there. Like, hey, man, what's up with cats? Like, you always... just, Mitch Hedberg now co-hosting the show, the ghost of him. <laughs> this has been one of my gripes forever. I know. It's like, great. I can't get a plastic bag, but I can buy this other kind of plastic for 30 cents. That certainly will never end up in a landfill ever. I'm not going to pretend to know uh, the, the particulars. There's something I would imagine a uh, plastic bag probably breaking down a little less uh, okay. cleanly than a plastic bottle. But there we don't go. need to Nailed get it. You need my environment takes. So the one that I always hear. <laughs> if you want to see the text line angry, we'll do that. <laughs> the one that we always hear is that the Raptors get a bad whistle and mm-hmm. like, Actually, Raptors fans in general are like really big sports conspiracy people. Yes. They think the league's against them. Yes. They are very like anything. It's like, what are you talking about the Raptors? Mm-hmm. For sure. So do you, what do you get that look at your face like you? Well, I mean, you know, I'm, I just, I don't think the league is against the Raptors. Oh, boy. <laughs> but if they had their druthers, oh. if the league was power ranking all of the champions they could have. I'm not. I'm they not wouldn't even, be last. They wouldn't be last. I don't think they would be dead last. Charlotte, number one. I was going to say they'd be thirtieth though. <laughs> Charlotte. Um, okay, keep I going. They, I think they'd keep rather going. have New Orleans. I think they'd rather have the Raptors win the New Orleans. I don't know. You don't Feel think like, so? No, I, the idea of an NBA champion in New Orleans, uh, like Mardi Gras parade down the street. It's a big party town. I think they would love an NBA champ in New Orleans. You think so? Yeah. They've literally bought the franchise to save it from moving during the hurricane. I think they would very much like that to happen. Okay. Uh, Keep going. Charlotte, I'll give you. Charlotte, okay. although they just got a new owner, so maybe they want to gift him something good. <sighs> I'm trying to think. Yeah. Like, I can't think like, of any okay, Portland. Though. Like Portland? No. No, they'd rather Portland. It's Portland's a great a, market. It's a classic it's franchise. It's a classic franchise. You go back to the Walton era and Drexler and all that. Bulls, the Bucks, like even, again, like even an all-saran franchise, like the Bucks. better for the NBA that they do well than the Raptors do. Uh, and who is the, and, and the one time the Raptors get the first overall pick? It's the Bargnani year? Come on. Come on. OKC? Okay, uh... In raps. a vacuum, raps. Yeah, but all that young talent, OKC. Okay, but I, I can't find another team. Yeah, you can't. No, you I can't. can't. Wizards. No, rather Wizards. No, for sure. like Wizards is a great sports market, like a return to glory. Yeah, no, you're right. They got a great nickname. Like it. Yeah, you would love to see it. 
I'm struggling here. You can't do it. I think Raptors are third. They really are. Yeah, they yeah. really, really are. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't think the league is biased against them. But I think when push comes to shove, there are just a lot of other teams they would like to see succeed ahead of them. I love all the draft rigging conspiracies. The frozen envelope in the NBA yep. is an all timer. Of course. I think there was a frozen envelope for Sid. Yep. Because it saved the Penguins. Oh my God! Do right? you think that that happened? Yeah, I do. Yeah, so I do. do I. I think yeah. that one for sure. I obviously not Connor. Connor no. was clearly not rigged. No, if it, if if McDavid was rigged, he would be a Leaf right now. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the other ones. Like Bedard, people were saying was rigged. No, if again, if anything, you run away from yeah. Chicago. I yeah. realize of all the teams that were kind of in the mix, he's that's the best like hockey market. Yeah. But do you think the league wanted everybody to do? Four days of how dare the NHL yeah, no, reward right. the Blackhawks for you're this? Right. Not a chance. You're not right. a chance. So not I'm, a chance. I'm trying to think of other ones, but I can't really think of any other ones right now. That's it. It's McDavid, the Matthews one. People talked about it of like, did they rig that for the Leafs to make Good. up for McDavid? Good. Good. They should have, yeah. yeah, but they, they missed have. it by a year. Yeah, they did. Yeah. So I have no, uh, I have no problem with that. And then I've talked about this: is that the inverse of the Raptors theory? Mm. Like the league knows the best thing for it would be for the Leafs to win. And I always feel like, not with the actual on-ice officiating, but with the way the Leafs are handled by the league, mm-hmm. I always feel like it's like you're in Little League and your dad's umping. And more <laughs> times than not, he just calls it as he sees it. But if it's really, really tight, probably going to go against you because he doesn't want to hear that he's being biased in favor of his kid. <laughs> wow. That's my take. The Leafs just all they ever do <laughs> is bend over to help the NHL. No one else was willing to do the Amazon series. They did it. They took no, the was, arrows. Well, that was Kyle Dubas. Okay. Because well, he watched his beloved Man City do yeah, it. He's okay. like, we should yeah. do that. And do you know who else? I guarantee you co-signed it. Uh, Brendan Shanahan. He would have definitely co-signed that as well. The When I look at them going over to Sweden, they have to go play these games in the middle of Sweden with all these other teams who aren't going to accomplish anything next year, but they got to go. Have the Leafs gone over before? No, but who cares? They shouldn't have to. Well, I mean... I think no. every team in the league does it. All the teams well, I don't think every team well, in the league done they've, it. They've done it a ton of times. Yeah, but not. Uh, there's usually a hook, and is it's that, like, is it oh, the regular well, season they're doing that. Yeah, it's they're playing the Sens in the first game. No, it's not to start the. I think it's in November or something like that. Really? Yeah. I, didn't I don't know like. That. It. How did I not hear about that? I don't know because you are apparently not bogged down in being mad about the yeah, Leafs twenty four seven. I just don't care. I know you don't. As You're, soon as the game, as soon as the season's over, and I talk about them sucking for two weeks and the free agencies, I'm like, ah, well, the next season. I wake. I up, go straight into maybe next year. <laughs> I uh, I don't know that I ever. I don't know that I ever stop working myself into a lather uh, about the Leafs. The draft rigging for Las Vegas to become the best expansion franchise ever. That was a draft rigging. That was stupidity by yeah, their NHL I think, GMs. I think other GMs didn't understand it. They were, it was here's Shea Theodore for some reason. You can just have him. Here's Jonathan Martha Marshall. So, yeah, so you don't take Riley, who, well, yeah, no. They, they took Riley Smith and Marshall. So, so you didn't take who a was a defenseman it? that yeah. was a problem contract. Yeah, it was just not they not good. That it was really really, really uh, a lot of bad decisions being made by other teams. That's not a conspiracy theory. People can be dumb. Uh, then it's and not the a conspiracy are good theory too, though. Yeah. So maybe there's something to that. But they stunk first year. Okay. They didn't make the Cup final. Hear, hear me out. Yeah. Fold the Leafs, bring them back as an expansion franchise called the Toronto Maple Leafs, and maybe that's what we need to uh, to fix everything. Uh, no. You mean <laughs> you think they'd just be better? Yeah. Honestly, I like, think if you just change the name, they'd yeah. be better. Huskies, <laughs> steal the Raptors. <laughs> no, no, I think never. if you just change the name of the team, they'd finally. Oh, I, you know me. I think there's a stink. I don't know what we did. Somebody's father one day did something many, many moons ago, and we'll never ever well, recover from the it. The thing is, is that they're you know Kipper and Bourne and I. We talked about an expansion franchise, like if the teams yep. ever split off, mm-hmm. and uh, there's just no question in my mind. 
the Mark, oh. Markham Waxers 2.0. Immediately. Win the Dynasty. cup in the first five years. Dynasty. Yeah. Forget that. Yeah. They're they're marching it right down to Scotiabank. They're like <laughs> renting out Maple Leaf Square for parties. Yeah, I've never been more certain of anything in my life. And that's why I've never wanted anything less in my life than a second NHL team anywhere oh, around. Well, I mean, it'd be great for the banter, but and it would the, torture the, my soul. The shame. Yeah. On the people that switched. Oh. Oh, my God. Oh, I would, oh, we'd have a good old shame fest. It would oh, yeah. be like every day just dragging someone, court-martialing them on the air. How dare you do this to your beloved Leafs? <laughs> yeah. uh, Sammy. We made it. We made it. Uh, really, I'm more proud of you. I Thank knew you. I was going to get here. I have my doubts about you, to be perfectly honest. There we go. Uh, the Real Grinders today, let me give a shout-out to the Real Grinders involved in this show. It's the guys who are here when we walk in every day. Santman, Mackie. Al, the intern, the three of them in here when we get in every day. Shout out to them for grinding. Shout out to you for listening. We'll be back on Monday, but back tomorrow with the golf show. Keep on listening to Sportsnet 5.9 of the Fan.